Hi guys and welcome to our very first podcast of The Loading Screen with myself, that nomad Chad, and Blurdy Knight on the other side. Hello, we're hello. Stuck in, we, we're stuck in lockdown and we've got a few things to chat about today. Indeed. So today I want to kick things off with like old PS5 news because it's old now. <laughs> but the, yeah, last but week's the news. It's not news the DualSense anymore. controller was finally revealed because Sony's doing it bit by bit. <laughs> Next week, they'll show us the hard drive. <laughs> well, we know how it's going to be like this SSD kind of like thing. You know, that seems to be like the next gen thing is SSDs. And like yeah. hot, hot swappable SSDs. So you can plug it in and unplug it. And just like, toy. Yeah, <laughs> just... you know, just... It's like USB. It's like, okay, cool. You just It's going to be a plug-and-play kind of thing. Okay, It fine, is going to be that. a plug-and-play kind of thing. It's um, interesting. But, but yeah, the what, what are your thoughts like, on the DualSense? Because it looks like there's some interesting changes that they, they're making to the controller. Um, yeah. I mean, but... it looks very nice. Um, the, what I saw online as well is that because the controller's white is suggesting that the console's going to be white, which is completely off topic it's a, here. It's, yeah. <laughs> But but I like where they are going. If if these are not going to be buttons per se, and the fact that the controller is going to be have haptic feedback, which is I think that's really uh, nice. That's really nice. Like I already have haptic feedback on my phone, and that's like quite a common thing on smartphones. Mm. But on a controller, like like cool, I'm used to vibration and maybe the voice erupting from like the speaker of my DualShock Four, which is still like anxiety-inducing late at night when this <laughs> loud voice comes like out the fuck of nowhere. Um, but I'm very excited for the haptic feedback. And and if there's one thing I would ask is that the battery life can just not be so puss poor. Like, cool, oh, yeah, that's chargeable. <laughs> You've nailed that. Fine. It's not like AA batteries in a controller that you have to keep swapping out or keep recharging the batteries. <laughs> Robbing from but your like, other appliances. Yeah, like, make it last, like, you know, more than seven hours. Like, okay, cool, maybe I have a problem because I'm playing longer than seven hours. But, like, <laughs> I'm constantly charging this controller. Like, how many times a week do you want me to do this? No, I know I know that. that, that that's a problem for me. It's like I'm constantly leaving one control charging, using the other one, then having to swap <laughs> it the whole time. And that's, like, it's a nuisance. It's yeah. such a nuisance. Um, I like... Like 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 you said, I like the haptic feedback. I think it's a little bit more more nuanced than the old rumble control, which is just yeah. kind of like there's an earthquake in my hand. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, like I mean, okay, cool. There are like different levels to the vibration, like you know, subtle things, and then like extreme vibration, and that's how we've we've come. That's where we've come thus far in terms of that. But haptic feedback, I feel like that's that's probably the next step. Yeah, that's, that's gonna like, be. That's where I feel like that's gonna be. be. Like, it should be a standard across the board. No, it, it's definitely going to be something that I think it's going to become an industry standard. It's also going to become an annoying buzzword for, like, the next <laughs> two years because everybody's oh, yeah. going to it's, talk it's about... It's going to become like teraflops. Oh, fuck yeah. me. Tera... <laughs> How many teraflops does it have? I don't care. Just make it run things, like, nicely and fast. That's all I care about. And then but, yeah, teraflops whole... and then yeah. yeah. Those are going to be the two, like, the most words. annoying things about the, the, the next generation, honestly. <laughs> um, the other thing is that it has um, this new sensitivity built into this, the, the adaptive triggers, basically. 
Yes. Which is yes, not yes. it's a, it's not new. Mm. But, but it's, it's also not a standard. It's it's not a standard, and that makes things very interesting. Mm. What I'm curious to see is if two work well together, the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers, to like create a more all-around experience. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's it's going to be quite. It's going to be like, I'm saying the word like a lot. Um, <laughs> I want it to be like. Oh, I'm saying it again. Um. <laughs> You now can't. It's going to be a different like. experience. Uh, gaming as a whole, like not just the vibrations. It's going to be these adaptive triggers, and it's going to be haptic feedback, and the combination of the two, and whatever else they have planned. Maybe they have like, I don't want to say they have touch buttons. Like that's not. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Like it's called the sense for a reason. I don't know the buttons are going to be touch screen or whatever, um, or like touch sensitive because. Sony's not great with that technology. <laughs> the oh, first PS3 had touch sensitivity, and the launch PS4 had touch sensitivity. I mean, it had buttons specifically, but it was like very like you could touch it and like you could open your disc tray. Um, so I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, so like I don't want it to be gimmicky, but I also want it to be good. So I feel like it's going to be a fine line that's going to need to be crossed for it to work the way. Uh, they want it to work um, for it to be like a successful product. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I, I think like if if they blend it together well enough and they give it to designers as a package mm. to use to, to like further immerse gamers in that experience, I think that will be great. Where you're hitting the adaptive trigger, but you're also feeling that, that slight rumble in the control yeah. where it gives you like just that sense of you within the game world, like that—that hmm. that is that—that's cool. But just doing yeah. it for the sake of doing it, yeah, it's don't, just a don't, gimmick. Yeah, don't do it, don't give me do that gimmick to, to create another level of immersion that we've not experienced before. Like VR was like another level of immersion. Like if we can maybe just water it down slightly and have the combination of haptic feedback and adaptive triggers, like that's something. That's, that's, yeah, that's the next step. If they combine that with VR, if VR takes off even more, then it's going to be it's going to be an interesting generation to see how it pans out. Honestly, mm-hmm. a bar like all the teraflops and the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers that we're going to hear for the next year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I quite like the drip feed of information from Sony. To be honest, um, it's making me excited for like every new piece of info that's about to come out. But I also want more at the same time so conflicted. Like just... No, I know I know how you feel it's it's like, it's like they 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 they're giving you all these appetizers but you're so hungry for a full course meal that you're yeah. like please just give me something of substance. I wanted to jump now into our our next set of topics so I know we were chatting about Resident Evil, <laughs> yes. so I wanted to chat a bit about them. Let's first talk about the Resident Evil 4 remake that they announced. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of mixed feelings about it. <laughs> yeah, to say the least, the news is quite divisive, as as what I've seen on Twitter. Like someone posted a video of, I think it was an E3 clip, and they were like people are fucking scared. And I was like, okay, 
that's understandable because like Resident Evil 4 is a cherished title in the series. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's still like, regarded as one of the the best yeah, video games ever a... created. Mm, so exactly. I mean, it's it's got like a massive, massive legacy to to live up to. Yeah, and and like it was the first one to do the over the shoulder, you know, thing, and. I don't know. It, it, it's different. It, people are scared, I suppose, of tarnishing the reputation. Tarnishing of, of, of like that being ruined, like by so, Capcom, I guess. So, um, so yes, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have two points to make. Well, there's two questions and points to make. Yeah. A. Are they scared because of what happened to Resident Evil Three, and then B. <laughs> Should they have done another Resident Evil instead of just jumping to four? So like an outbreak or revelations or even Code Veronica first. Yeah, this is this is my thing. This is uh I I would have thought that they would have done Code Veronica next. Um Outbreak was was good, but I'm not sure if it was iconic in that it should get a remake. I mean sure, maybe tack it on as a multiplayer component. Um like I'm not well. Obviously, be different. Yeah, yeah. Resident like, the, the... Anyway, like Resident Evil Resistance currently exists, and that's a I think it's a four v one or three v one kind yeah, of experience. A, asymmetrical. Asymmetrical multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't played it yet for myself. Um, but yeah, I thought that Code Veronica would have been next, but um, maybe they are going with numbered entries. That might be like the direction they are taking. Why I don't know. Um. But this seems to be, like, what they are doing. I I feel like it's weird because even though Code Veronica is not a numbered entry, it still very much feels like it's a numbered entry. Like, it it has its place in Resident Evil lore. So it's like, it's there, but now it's like, just disregard it. Do they just hate Steve that much? Are (laughs) Are they too afraid to, like, bring Steve back and, like, really... Shit on the audience! Like, do they are they are they afraid of the kickback from Steve? Because honestly, I I would love like Resident Evil Code Veronica to kind of get that that love. It's 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 the time for for that one to kind of yeah, have a bit of a just, spotlight. Mm. Yeah, give, give it a bit of spotlight and give it the sheen that it deserved because it did come out at a time where it was old with the tank controls and it yeah. was dated with, with its graphics and it was at the time where Resident Evil needed to make that jump to Resident Evil 4, the over-the-shoulder, more action-oriented yeah. approach. And it's just like, it just falls by the wayside. Like, it's it's a decent game. It just needs a little bit of love. <laughs> that's that's yeah, how like, I feel. I, I would have appreciated a Resident Evil Code Veronica remake because... I never played the original. I, really? I, I, I've never played Go Veronica. I think I saw footage of it and I watched like an old game trailers, you know, game trailers. Um, yeah. they, used, they had this uh, Resident Evil retrospective and they went, they had six episodes where they went through the history of the games leading up to like, the release of five. Um, and all like different characters and what turn of events like happen with each story, what's canon. Um, and that's the only way I really know like Code Veronica. I never played it. And this would have been a perfect opportunity for me to play it as a remake with an over-the-shoulder perspective while incorporating, oh, you know, you know brushing everything up. Let's touch everything up visually. Um, 
and obviously make it a more you know modern experience in mm. terms of horror. But they went with four, and four was I don't know, like four. Sure, it was on the PS2 and it was on the Wii, but obviously PS2 was the most recent, let's say, gen. Um, yeah. Um, and then there was an HD like video master on three and on four, and I think I got there is an Evil Four HD for my PS4, but I don't I haven't played it yet. But, but it's still like it's still fresh, if that makes any sense. No, it does. Look, so, the thing is, if you play it, is it an Evil Four now? It bar like its graphical fidelity, which is still pretty solid. Mm. I mean, it's still a damn good game. Like it holds yeah. up today, and it's it came out in what like. 2004, 2003, yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. So, I mean, you're looking at 17 years ago, and it still holds up very solidly. Mm. That's the, know, like, that's my still... thing. Like, it holds up pretty well in terms of story. Um, and in terms of gameplay, maybe well, a few things, like standing still and shooting. But yeah, that's, that's also realistic at the same time. Um, so, in terms of story, it holds up, like, with modern games. Um, so, it doesn't... Like, I'm not phased, I'm not bothered by the fact that there's going to be a Resident Evil 4 remake for the current gen, or next gen, whatever. Um, but at the same time, it feels like it's, it's, it's not It feels weird. It feels like it's not weird. just yet. Like, we could have, maybe we could have done with, I don't know, Dino Crisis, just a thought. Capcom, yeah, if you you're see, listening. That's, that's another thing. Like, if you're going to bring that in as well, it's like, they could have done Dino Crisis, they could have done yeah, Code like Veronica. This, this, there's a lot of IP IPs that they have that could have been brought back, which were great back in the day. Yeah. And then they went with four, which is look, I'm not complaining about it, but yeah, I just all. feel like I could have done with something else. Yeah. <laughs> I could have... look, uh, if there's a remake and like apparently that's confirmed now, uh, I'll I'll play it. I'm not gonna not play it because it's one of my treasured Resident Evil titles, and I I love it, and. Like you said, it holds up well, and I will. I'm very keen to see what they'll actually do to spruce it up for current gen. But I would have probably preferred maybe you know Dino Crisis one and two. Uh, we don't talk about three because the jump consoles, um, and also apparently oh, uh, wasn't very good. Um, Dino wasn't that the one in space? One. That was the one in space. Dino Crisis 3 was... Uh, that was like an Xbox exclusive, I think. It was an Xbox exclusive. Dino Crisis 2 was obviously more action-oriented compared to the first one. Yeah, the first one was very Resident Evil yeah, survival it was very, Exactly. Um, Resident Evil... Well, Dino Crisis 2. Dino Crisis 2 was more action-oriented. Still, you had to like maintain health and bleeding yeah. and things like that. And, and status. You know, you, like, you have your, your, your status standards. of life. You're fine, cautious, danger, that kind of thing. Um, survival are elements and like inventory management skills, um, but definitely more on the action side. But still, like that, seeing a remake, maybe two games as as a collection, Dino Crisis remake collection would have been would have been a nice. Mm, that would have nice, been a... instead of four. Again, I'm not complaining about four because I'm still gonna play it because I love it. <laughs> but. I need some dinosaur love, man. I need some dinosaur love. Listen, I would be I'd be more upset if they remade five after four and and we never get like a Code Veronica remake. Because I am not a five. I'm not a fan of five and six, I'll be honest. I love Resident Evil, but five and six just Yeah, that's the bastard children of the series. Um 
I never played six. I I played five, but I do I do have all of them. But I just haven't played. Well, I've played five, and I've finished, I've played five a lot because, like, at one point it was one of the only games I had, and I played it to death, and like unlocked infinite things, um, and yeah. But I never played six. I have six, but I never played it, and I've only heard terrible things about it's, it. It's trash. Except for maybe like <laughs> Beyond's campaign. Apparently, Beyond's campaign is more in line with the series. Is like yeah, uh, it's it's, it's the only game. like salvageable part of the game. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So it's, so it's, I'll, it's I'll not at some point. It's not. It's not. Uh, but it's not terrible. Like a remake of five, I think people would have rioted because it came out in the like the last gen. You know, it, yeah. it's too early for a remake for that one. And then, okay. So so now that we're talking about like numbered entries. Yeah. Um. Resident Evil 8, also a lot of lot of news and speculation has dropped on that. So news, yeah. Um Resident Evil 8 village apparently. Yeah, it's um I read about it and it's it sounds kind of brutal, I'm not gonna lie. Um I mean I my I my only concern so my only concern is it sounds very similar to four. Were you going to this like European this village? <laughs> There's like things in armor, and they'll pressure you. And there's like <laughs> things that like chase you around. You can't kill them via conventional means. That um, that makes it sound like seven. Um, but like it's gonna be first person though. That's gonna be a first person experience, like seven was. Yeah. Um, and they also just but, announced that it's probably it's going to be VR compatible, which makes sense. I mean, seven which makes was... sense because seven was, yeah. Um, but. Um, Look, I'm I'm keen for more Resident Evil, and if they are are going to expand on the first person transformation they did with seven, uh, between six and seven, when they like rebooted the series, then cool. And if they're going to bring more old school Resident Evil charm with it, then I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, it sounds very much like Resident Evil Four, European country, and it's like a village, and there's like occult type of themes. Um, very much again like Resident Evil 4. But again, I'm I'm keen. I'm keen for more more experimentation with the 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 series. Um so, seven, so was, seven was seven was wild. I was like, wow, this is interesting. Um so, but I'm also so keen you don't to see think... like who's gonna be a protagonist, if they're gonna bring back an old one or if they're gonna bring Ethan back from seven. Uh, I have so many questions, but I <laughs> So so here's my question to you. Mm. <laughs> Um, you don't think it's jumping the shark because I know that's like a a big talking point for people because there's a lot of big changes that they're making to the series, um, and you don't think they they're now jumping the shark. On this I don't know. Look, had you asked me that maybe a few years ago, I would have said, "Look, Capcom is trying to like be relevant, be relevant, and obviously maybe like milk the cash cow as much as possible." But Capcom has been doing some good shit lately. Um, just in terms of it, like its existing IPs, maybe not new stuff. Um, obviously, Resident Evil Three remake isn't selling too well, but Resident Evil Two remake was fantastic. Yeah, that was. And uh, Monster Hunter World is also doing fantastically well. Um, its fan base is up, and Iceborne was a fantastic expansion. Um, and I kind of have this faith in Capcom. I feel like they've they've come back from a brink of I don't want to say death because that's so dramatic. 
irrelevance. <laughs> yeah, like irrelevance. Like they were just they were kind of like they lost their way for a while, and mm. now they are back on course. And that's I think they found I, have, it. I was I was skeptical about the Resident Evil Seven. I'm like first person. Like why is it first person? Like cool. I don't mind first person games, but the Resident Evil's like it's become an over the shoulder survival horror. Like mm. that's what it, I thought. It's... Like that was what five was. And, I can't again speak for six, but I six was most likely similar to to that with like more action. Um, but I was I was very I was taken by surprise by seven, and it was was good. I really enjoyed it, and I'm very keen to see what they're going to do with that. With, with eight plus all crazy like charm, like if they can do that, even if it like even if it is similar to Resident Evil Four. Fuck it, I don't care. I'll play it. Um, as long of as they you'll are, play it. as long as they are taking new discs and it pays off. So, so, so my my big concern comes with like Resident Evil Law, where I'm just concerned that they're gonna use that. Um, what is the the stairwell to the sun, that flower, from Resident oh, Evil Five? Yeah, the one that uh, oh, the Ouroboros virus. That one. Yeah, that that one, and then just um, turning that into like kryptonite from from Smallville, where it's just like this is the origin <laughs> for everything, because exactly. he's going into like the more occult, more folk folklore territory, and I'm just I'm a little bit concerned about it. It it really does come to how they treat the law. I think if they do it well enough, then yeah, they'll do it justice. Um, if they do it well enough, the, but the also is... like like seven. Thankfully, I, I feel like they've. I, I want to say, and I hope I can say that I feel like they've left like things from five and six technically behind. Because I think Resident Evil Seven, I might be remembering this incorrectly, is before the events of of like the Spencer Mansion and stuff, because. Oh, and I, I might need to. I never finished it, so I. But I know there's there's a a very memorable character that shows up at the end, mm, and that yes. leads to DLC. <laughs> um, so, so I think that might be before. Um, but don't quote me that. I might be. Brush up on might, that. Yeah, I might need to look into it again. But I think it it, it 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 it's something else. It's not that. Otherwise, there would have been a lot more tendrils. And because that that just seems to be like a Resident Evil Five's virus. Cool, you get tendrils now, and you like severely mutated. And like yeah. <laughs> when you fight Whisker at the end, oh, he's got tendrils. When you fight the first Ouroboros, like worm guy, leech guy, yeah, or whatever, it's like, yeah, like a bunch of tendrils. tendrils. Like that was like, oh, this is tentacle porn. Okay, cool. This is what this game is about. Thank you, Japan. <laughs> um, but I feel like they've left it behind because I don't remember anything like that. I remember a lot of insects in in seven which was uh her um and a lot of mutation but also mm. like in line with kind of similar to resident evil 4 in in terms of mutation but um people going more... batshit crazy yeah crazy and like mutated and like big mutations and bugs <laughs> and it was just gross like all around which is which is fine for survival order yeah, uh, yeah that's... that's that's why they they might not did he well, if they do revisit uh, the stay, what do you say, stairway to heaven, stairway to the sun, stairway to the uh, sun, or something like that. Might... I can't remember the name. Yeah, I feel like Thank if you. they if they redo it, they will um maybe do it a little better or expand on it. 
but I'm I'm also I also hope that they don't return to it like for the next game and then make just it back. use as like the scratch this this it's narrative like, oh, crash. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's this it's another plague thing. It's another like plague as kind of virus. It just like it inhabits your body. It's not like the T virus or the progenitor virus. Yeah, no, like that. That's why I'm just I'm I'm cautious about that. But I mean, look, the, uh, the on the other end of the spectrum, it's that. The Resident Evil narrative has always been batshit crazy, so they Look can do the, whatever. Bit of a mess, um, but at, at the same time, like it, there's some coherence to it. If mm. if I, I can say that, no, no, um, it, it, it makes sense. Like the law makes yeah. sense. It's it's very, it is coherent. They've they've worked it out like very well. It's crazy. It's mental, completely mental, but it yeah. works. But yeah, I I like yeah, I'm excited. I'm I, I well I read. I'm I'm a little <laughs> anxious though, because like Resident Evil Eight says, oh, this is a witch, and she'll like she'll she's bug gonna you. She's gonna follow you. She's gonna follow you, and if you like you like slow her down, she'll turn to bugs, and then like you have to deal with that thing. And I'm like, why Please are you no. doing this? To me? Like why are you making like I already like I had a flipping horrible time with Mr. X. Nemesis, not so much, <laughs> but Mr. X was like. Whew. That was a special kind of hatred for your fan base. Um, but at yeah, the same that, time... That, <laughs> that was rough. Because you just heard those footsteps and you were like, oh, no, no, it's not bad. now. And it's like, it's, as soon as you hear footsteps followed by a door slamming open, you're like, shit, he's in the same room. I need to leave. I need to crisscross via the map. You're like, like, <laughs> you're like okay, please. I'll bust him now. And then the, like, the... Like, he shows up like bursting through a wall or something or like, you know, like a, a two-way mirror, a one-way mirror. One yeah, way. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, room, you're like oh, no, this is scary. Please don't do that to me. Yeah, that was uh, mistakes. That was some. That was some nice programming for nightmares. Thanks. <laughs> so, so now then, now that we've 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 covered that, let's get into some fun stuff. Um, fun stuff. So, recently I bought a game which is. Very arbitrary and weird. So I wanted to pose the question. What is the weirdest game you own and why? And I want it to be a game that you purchased of your own volition. God damn it. That makes it so much more difficult. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Yeah. So recently, Real Farm was on special for a trend. <laughs> and I have a dumb addiction to farming games. And I was like... It's eight rand. That's that's like less than a dollar for for any yeah, Americans that, that out there. And well. I was like, I'm gonna buy this. I have I have no purpose. I I've never played it before, but I'm gonna buy this because it's a farming game. <laughs> I I don't know. Kinda get it. Um, like I grew up playing Harvest Moon, but that was oh, like yes. you know cartoon esque one. But this game that you bought sounds like a. Like oh, a, it's a proper, like, it's, it's, like it's a, a farming. Oh, it's a this farming. Is like, this is Stardew Valley. This is like, I'm living a farm. Corn farmer. Yeah, like you. This is like get up at the crack of dawn at like Rooster's Crow, and then you were yeah, like, and like you, you gotta go farm properly. Get your 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 harvest ready because you need to go harvest some wheat. You gotta get the the cows out there in the field to go and feed. Yeah, yeah, like I, I bought that. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I was like, 
I have to own this damn thing. So, so I spent money and I bought real form. <laughs> oh, you said I have to spend money. Okay. Um, I, I think I, I have it because it's probably the most obscure game I bought. Yeah, I feel like I was doing the course of last year. Um, okay. like, you know those surgeon simulator games? Oh no! <laughs> yes, wasn't that? It was from the same studio though. I bought I Am Bread, and <laughs> I haven't. You know I haven't. I've yeah. heard of I Am Bread, and I don't blame you one bit. Like it's, one it's, of those it's... dumb things that you just do. It's like Goat Simulator. It's like. I'm probably only ever going to play this once, but I have to own it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm compelled to do it. It's like, it's it's cheap. It was like, it was like 70 bucks, 80 bucks maybe. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm buying, like I bought like three other games and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to add this in there because it's cheap, you know, it's under 100 bucks, might as well. Uh, um, yeah, you, you play as a, a piece of bread and you go on this epic adventure to become a piece of toast. That's the game, but it's, it's. I mean, it's not easy. If you played Surgeon Simulator, you know, like it's. Yeah, no, they made the game ridiculously difficult. Uh, and like the obstacles you have to get past in this game, like it's a religious experience. Like, oh, why, why, who made this game? You like, should, who you sat in you, this. Sta- you, I, need, you need to. You need to stream that, my guy. That needs to be streamed. <laughs> like. Okay, cool. Like, okay, I have an idea for a game. Okay, hit me. You play as a priest, bread. Get the fuck out of my office. Get out. Okay, Don't... wait, wait, wait. But, but your quest is to become toast. <laughs> That's it. Look, toast is better than normal bread. Like, the guy who said, you know what? Take the bread and cook it again. That guy was a genius. I freaking love toast. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, and, is, and is that is quest. Then by all means, this is the most epic quest ever. Fuck the Lord of the Rings. I am bread. That's like your epic adventure of epicosity to become freaking toast, man. Toast. Yeah. I, I basically bought like The Sims, but as a farm. <laughs> like, this is your <laughs> life. You are a farmer now. I actually oh. think I should get into a vibe of doing a farming stream <laughs> every like... It's like once a week and i feel like you're gonna pull numbers though because like it's one of those like... obscure things where i'm gonna i'm gonna fall into like this obscure culture of people like into farming sims and i'm gonna get lost in there and i'm really scared because i don't want to be in a cult <laughs> <laughs> look my old manager used to call them gamers because they they like hidden object games and they're like farming simulators. Like it's the people who are who are old, older, and they prefer. That's why the gray gamers. Anyway, stupid. I don't know why. It kind of made sense at the time, but cool. We like you need to cater to the gamers as well. And like I feel like you're gonna pull a new audience, man. Like if you do it once a week, twice a week, that's a new audience. So maybe they come to check out your other content. But yeah, focus content. Focus content is. Um, it can be really good for a channel, as far as I know. Um, like people, in terms of YouTube, I'm not sure, like in Twitch streaming, um, but YouTube, like focus content is crazy. People who do only Pokemon content, people who only do Destiny content, people who only do farming or no, racing. That works. It works like, out. That is nuts. Like I have a friend who, who like was just like me, but did everything. Like, he did news, and he's focused on certain titles, and he's moved over to only strategy games now, and he only focuses 
on RTS and, and Command and & Conquer and his views and his subs have fucking skyrocketed. And there are people from like, the people, like the, de- the devs of, of Command & Conquer know this guy. Like this guy is from Stellenbosch or like, sorry, Summers to the West. And like, like those devs know him and like he could possibly be invited to like events in the future because he focuses only on RTS content. That's pretty nuts. But I do I want I'm... my legacy to be farming games? That's that's the question I'm asking. The question is, do you enjoy it? Because if you do, then where's the harm? Uh, look, I, I haven't played Real Farm yet. I've played Stardew and I've played a ton of of um, Harvest Moon as well. So I don't know if, I, if I'm going to make the jump to like more simulated farming games. Mm-hmm. But Look, I mean, it's something to consider just to like see like how it goes. But I mean, if you played, I feel like Stardew is like a very like watered down. You're gonna be like tilling those fields with a hoe and like driving a combuster, like a combine harvester. Yeah. Get all the corn <laughs> in the like, winter. I feel like I'm gonna have like an existential crisis, like midway through, like after I spend two hundred hours on the game, being like, "What am I doing with my life?" What is going on? Oh. Yeah, look, I don't know. You might enjoy it. Who knows? And if yeah, that's you what I'm afraid of. I'm, I'm, I'm more afraid of actually like really getting into it and being like, what is happening here? You get taken like it's 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 gonna be hard to pull away. Jeez. It really is. So the last thing that I want to cover on on our podcast today is the backlog. Um, we obviously <sighs> have. You know, with the lockdown and everything, we have more time. Well, we have more time. But what's in your backlog? Like, just one game in your backlog that you really just want to get out of the way. That I really want to get out of the way. That, mm. that, that you, you've not touched and you really want to get out of the way. I actually have an app for my my whole collection of games. I have so a spreadsheet can... of... Uh... Of all my physical stuff, though, I don't have a list of all my digital stuff because that's going to be atrocious. But my my physical stuff is like right behind me over here. Oh yeah, so, that's more manageable though. Like, I got fine. an app. I'll, I'll tweet about the app. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. Okay, then. But yeah, look, I I have not been using this lockdown to to tackle my backlog. Um, I've been playing some old stuff and I've been playing some like back titles in the Switch library. Um, so, good morning. You know, it's afternoon, right? <laughs> Are you a bunny? Are you wearing bunny ears? Bye-bye. Hop along, little doggy. Okay, uh, so I've been playing my Switch, like, a lot. Um, because, you know, I can just, like, take it off, like, the, the dock, and I can go sit on yeah, the couch. Yeah, you can go and, chill. And I can go, I can put a movie on in the background, like, I've been watching Deep Blue Sea again, just because sharks. Um, and... I like I like play like hmm. I've been playing the original Final Fantasy Seven on my Switch. I bought I bought seven nice. and I bought nine and I bought Final Fantasy Eight Remastered. I bought eight last year, but seven and nine I think it was sometime this year at all. And then I've been playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is very difficult to put down and incredibly amazing. Uh, and it's very easy to like just start playing and like not stop for like your battery runs dry. But those aren't the games I would like to tackle. If, yeah, I'm playing games I've played before, Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, Nine, 
and I was playing Seven because you know the remake was coming out, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't have it yet. Um, um, yeah. So Breath of the Wild is what I've been tackling. But if there was one game I'd want to get, like I just want to sit down and play it and play it to completion and maybe like get the platinum trophy. It's Bloodborne. Oh, that's I interesting. Invested a lot of time in that game and like. Like I, I think I'm very close to the end. Possibly, I, I've gotten to a point where like shit has gone haywire in Yarnum, and I need to, you know, end the thing for a lot of enemies. Um, sort that shit out. Um, and that's that's one game I, I have to, I keep going back to. Like every two years, I go back to Bloodborne. Like it came out in 2015, and I played it then. I played it for a lot, and I got stuck. And then I played it in 2017, and then I got stuck. Well, I didn't get stuck. I think I moved on to something else. And in 2018, I returned again. And I got further. And I got, like, much further than I did before. And I got past the parts where I was stuck. Um, and then I just, I got caught up with something else. Wait, it was 2018. Oh, yeah. Red Redemption 2. Um, that, oh, that, Lord, that, 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 that caught must have me. Taken... Look, there was a lot of games that came out in 2018. And they all, like... I played them to completion, except for Red Dead. Um, but like God really? of War, okay, Spider-Man, Red Dead 2, like those, like they, they hooked me for a long time. I Platinum Spider-Man, I, I, I finished God of War before I wrote my review and Red Dead, I never reviewed. I'm sorry to the publishers. Um, but I was I was distracted a lot in 2018. So after I, I got to a point in Bloodborne, I was like, I forgot about it. I lost track. I uh, no, I want to go back to it. I want to go back to it, and I also want to go back to The Witcher Three, which I also never finished. <gasps> Shh! No shaming. <laughs> it's a safe place. <laughs> um, but I've also been... I I I, I'm, I went through a phase where I was like, I just need to finish The Witcher Three. Like I was so, like, I can't, I can't. I have to finish it. I made it worse. Like I reviewed The Witcher Three on Switch last year. I'm like, fuck. I'm starting over. Here we go again. And then I started playing <laughs> and like I'm not even at Skellige yet. And then I started playing something no. else because it's Switch hard. It's look difficult. Having yeah. a backlog is hard. It's yeah, it but hard. if there was one title, it was, would be Bloodborne. That's that's one I have to finish it this year, otherwise I'm going to have shame. Every time Bloodborne comes up as a topic, I get shamed by my friends. It's not great. Uh, I, I I cannot shame one. you. I cannot because I too have not Played Bloodborne. Well, I've played very minimal of Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> so but I can't shave you yet. <laughs> I mean, you've been on a bit of a Souls binge playing 1, 2, and now 3. Like, Bloodborne is the next logical step. Or or Neil. You could do all from and then go to, like, well, I'm, I'm planning to do Neo and Neo 2, like, after, like, all the From Software games, so I can get, like, a, a very yes. whole perspective on the next, on, like, Neo first. Yeah, Dark Souls. definitely like it's it's definitely a Dark Souls. I don't want to say it's a Dark Souls clone because it's it's that and so much more. Like it makes it a very unique experience. It's it's a it's a, it's a it's solid challenger to the throne, basically. That's what you said. Yeah, definitely. Um, that and you also have to get Sekiro. Like Sekiro is, oof, Sekiro is so good. Uh, I mean, I'm it's much easier. <laughs> what was that? I don't He's know. Got I've got, like... I've got I I have a, a very, very like strong love for Sekiro. After I played it last year, like it was also a title I never finished because there were like three endings. Uh, also, what? um, I did not yeah, know that. 
they might be more endings um and obviously to get the platinum you need to get all the endings um but, but yeah that's not happening soon <laughs> look Sekiro, you can probably blaze through very quickly um if you cross the mechanics the reflect mechanics it's gonna it's gonna undo everything that dark souls has taught you it's going no. to undo no. You can't <laughs> play like a Dark Souls player. You need to play Sekiro like a Sekiro player. And once it clicks, <laughs> once it clicks, it is the most amazing experience ever. But like that's, the, that's... the whole, whole posture system is incredible. And I want, like, the what was the game now? Star Wars, uh, wow. Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order plays like Sekiro, but it's much more accessible. And that, like, made me want to play more Sekiro after I finished that. It was what? just, it was good. Check it was really good. Um, and that's why it was my game of the year last year. Anyway, Bloodborne is the one. <laughs> Bloodborne is what I want to get out the way. But yeah, you've been in a Souls binge. Bloodborne is your next logical step after Dark Souls 3. And then you do Koi Tecmo stuff and Neo and stuff. So, so as you mentioned, I could, I could, I could say Bloodborne is, is, is there, but I am on, as you said, like I'm on. A Dark Souls binge on Twitch, so it's going to happen eventually, yeah. and Sekiro as well. So, I wanted to do something like completely different than off the cuff, and I got this like two years ago, like 2018, I think I bought it. Um, from Team Eco, Last Guardian. <laughs> Last Ooh. Guardian is something I have not played yet, I have not touched yet, and I'm a huge fan of, of Team Eco, and I'm like. I feel like I'm going to wait the entire development cycle <laughs> before I start playing it. But I, I want to play, I really feel like I need to play A Last Guardian. Um, I just feel like it's a, a natural progression. And I know a lot of people still say there are problems with the mechanics and and there yeah. are glitches and it's the, the doggy said... thing is, is problematic hmm. to control. So I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I still want to play it. Yeah, you know? no, you definitely should. Like, I mean, I, I remember many people said that uh, the Last Guardian was not like the experience that you got out of it wasn't worth the amount of time it spent in development or development. Let's say development help because it was. Mm. Um, but you should definitely play it. I mean, it's it's still it's very it's much game. eco experience, and it's 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 a good game, and it's got that like. I don't know. You know, like eco was kind of confusing in a in a sense. Like, how do I do this? And like, how where do I go? Like, kind of stripped feeling. away. It's like, like it's a much well, bigger world though, mm. and the puzzles are are interesting as well into how you you solve Manage them. them. Yeah. Um, you obviously played Shadow of the Classes. Do what did you yes. think? No, it was recently, two years ago, um, and obviously went free on PS Plus recently. You, what did you think of that? So Shadow of the Colossus to me is like one of the best games ever made. Like honestly, yeah. it's yeah. You, you know what Team Eco does really well is like almost a reverse RPG in that they strip you down completely. Mm. And those are just the tools you use. And yeah, it's yeah. using those tools really well to complete your journey rather than, oh, let's like pick up new armor, new weapons and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, like it's, okay, it's, what it's, do it's, I it's, have at my disposal? And what can I use? To, to get further in the game. So yeah, like yeah. do that really well. And I'm I'm keen to see what they do with um with Last Guardian. I am I, I think I am a little bit anxious given what everybody has said about the game. Yeah yeah. But I'm I'm 
I'm really keen to like get into it. I also really just want to get it behind me. In that same breath, I'm like, I, I need to finish it. It's there. Yeah, yeah. It's like staring at me, and I'm like, you need some closure with this whole like team eco like trilogy. I do, of I do, I do, I do. Yeah. I really do. And I was very excited when they first announced it. Yeah. And obviously, like your your excitement wanes when it. I don't want to say it got cancelled, but it kind of like fizzled into development hell. Yeah. And then it got re-announced, and you're like, oh, it's back. It's and now it's like... Yeah, so I, it's... I remember when I I was like in disbelief for like the longest time that this game was ever going to come out. Until I got the press kit in my hands, and I was like, oh my god, I have to have this game in my hand right now. And like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, there's still like a week or so before release, and I can actually play this. And it was... It was... Such a team eco experience, like like just like Shadow of the Class is just like eco. You play with what you have, and that's it. You like eco. You played with your stick, and you defeated like these shadow guardians with the Shadow of the Classes. You had Wonder, and obviously his horse. What is his horse's name? Oh, God, I can't remember now. Oh my god, I'm, I feel uh, embarrassed to not know the horse's name. Anyway, and you like fought the 16 Colossi like with nothing but the arrows and the sword on your back. And exactly. like the, the, the Colossi became more and more intimidating or there were different like mechanics to bringing them down. And like and it, you it looks, still look, played was... only with what you had. Yeah, um, it, and, that and, became the puzzle. Like those, those and... were the, the puzzles that you had. And that's that's very much like the Last Guardian. Like you start off with this boy, and then you discover Trico, who is this like goat dog bird thing, um, and then you like you do things with Trico, and you learn to control him, and you learn. Well, you don't learn to control him. He's still like he shits everywhere like a dog, um, <laughs> and he doesn't go. He, you want him to go <laughs> a lot of the time, but the, damn it, a, do do your thing, dog. Is a way to control him. Um, but it's obviously, it's not obvious, it's not taught to you, it's something you discover as you go on. Um, but it's still very much a, a cool, a very cool experience. Like, like, okay, cool, maybe it wasn't worth the wait for some people. But for me, it, like, I didn't, I went in without any expectations at all. So I was like, let's play this. I think, and I, I enjoyed think... it, I really liked it. Like, cool, it's slow, the pacing, but, but, and... Trico can somewhat be frustrating at times, but it's so good. It's such a team eco experience, like to the letter. Like there's no like real dialogue. Um, there's no real English in the game either. Um, it's it's more like this whole artistic thing that's interpreted to you over a couple of hours, and that's like team eco in a nutshell. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, but it's good. It's, I enjoyed <laughs> no, it. No, I'm I'm keen. I'm keen. I'm really keen. Just for something different. I think, like I said, um, I'm anxious about the game because of everything that was said. Yeah, yeah. But I'm hoping to get through it, like, sooner rather than later. Anyways, yeah. guys, thank you so much for, for joining us. Let yeah. us know what's in your backlog and what's the weirdest game that you own and purchased and why. Oh, let us know what you think about all the topics we spoke about today. Uh, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil... Eight dual sense the things that Shadley just mentioned as well. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, we will be back. 
whenever we're back. <laughs> we might do. We all we can see if we can do this a week, like a weekly. Yeah, thing. let's let's see what we can do. Maybe we can do it the weekly thing. Um, yeah. you can catch you can catch Blurry Night on his YouTube channel. I will put the details there, and you can catch him on Twitch as well as Blurry Night. You can catch me on Twitch as well. I'm on every weekday at 8 p.m. currently. Um, yeah. Lockdown. Lockdown willing. And you can follow us both on Twitter, either at yep. Dagnomad Chat or at Bloody Night. That's where you'll find us. Thank you so much for, for joining us.